Luca Nation, welcome back. Uh, I'm here in Las Vegas, gearing up for Mint Collective. Cage is one day away from flying out. He's uh, yeah. tying up some loose ends, you know, doing what he does, being the big boss on Long Island that he is. So, welcome By the way, back, that's Luca. a good that's a good thing. It's a good topic, right? I mean, you know, you've been a boss, yeah. Before, before you leave, I'm going to try to sit like this. Andrew's very good at sending me like video clips of what he thinks is like a really good moment of the show, you know. And it's like, hey, you should post this to your page. This was a great point you made, or a whole deal. But I find that. The clips are kind of like this, so I, I need to be more center masked. I need to be over here. Otherwise, I'm talking like this, and you're seeing, oh, I mean, it's my good half. That's good. It's my good side. So um, so I'm going to have to sit a little more like, like this, one of these kind of things. But the topic that you raise, it, it's a good one, right? I mean, you just went through it. Um, yesterday's episode with Black Jade and Wolf, we kind of went through it also and how she prepares for a show like this as a dealer. But, you know, this episode is going out Thursday and, you know, a lot of people are leaving to come to Mint, either local or whatever it is, where they're flying out Thursday or Friday. Um, anxiety leading up to the show for whatever reason. Uh, I'm going to forget something. What should I bring? What shouldn't I bring? Should I bring cards? Should I bring a whole bunch of cash? You know, what am I looking to accomplish at the show? If I'm someone who's in the business or in the industry, you know, should I have set up that meeting with this person? Um, you know, do I bring cards to grade with PSA on site? You know, what's that big Beckett announcement going to be? There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes in there. And you know what winds up happening? I have all that in my brain. I forget to pack underwear. You know, so it's just one of those things, you know. Don't I like that topic. Nice job. So something I was thinking about on my walk maybe the other day, I was like, what are we even doing here? She like, doesn't even go here. You don't even go here. This isn't even why I parked my car. What are we no, but doing? like seriously, what are we doing here? And I thought I was like, okay, as a podcaster, regardless of if I chose this, I stumbled upon it. We're in the business of selling ideas, right? We're in yeah. the business of when I say selling ideas, there's no cost on, but the cost is uh, the audience's attention. And what I thought about coming to the show was none of the stuff you mentioned matters because all that really matters. Definitely matters. Uh, oh, we could talk about that in a bit. <laughs> I've been going a little bit commando for the last two, three years. <laughs> oh, it's Vegas. Uh, right? well, you did tell me that was your plan. Uh, <laughs> but what really matters is being present, like being where your feet are, uh, not concentrating on the fast, uh, on the past or the future and just trying to be where you are. So, this one, I didn't have anxiety coming to the show because all I have to do is show up for our live podcast, 3.30, 4 p.m. on Friday. If you guys want to tune in, we'll be live on YouTube and do the best job I can getting the most out of our guests and sharing with you guys what's happening. The cards, all that stuff doesn't matter. It's ancillary. Thoughts? Because I, I, I think mean, I kind of lost you. No, I think it's – I think listen – it's similar to the post about when LeBron broke the record and there was only one dude who wasn't on his camera phone, you know, trying to record the event for themselves. It was some billionaire who was just watching it and alive and in the moment, right? Um, it is a, it's a difficult um, line to toe, though. You know, I mean, I'll be watching the second performance my daughters, you know, play and you know, I want to be there and watch it and enjoy it and take it in and feel pride and just watch it with my own two eyes. But at the same time, I know I did record some stuff last time and I've watched it a thousand times myself with pride. And you like to have those recordings, you know, just for yourself. Um, it's difficult to kind of balance that out. I guess, you know, extrapolating that story out into what we're doing here, sometimes a little bit of preparation for something like this makes it easier um, to be present. Right. And, and, you know, makes your time there 
better spent, right? You know, make sure you're RSVPing for the you know event you want to go to at night, or making sure that you um, maybe set up a deal ahead of time with somebody you know is going to be there. I know I've been working on the RSVP list for our cigar event, adding people to that. Um, you know, to try to make that better. You know, packing cigars. I just want to make sure I don't forget those. You know, I mean, there are certain things that you got to do. Obviously, look at you. I left the cigars at home. Of course, you did. Because you're there, your feet are on the ground, you're present, you're in the moment, and you forgot to prep. This is see this, by the way, guys, didn't talk today. I didn't know that that was the case. This is how we arrive at this stuff. Did you think I was going to bring them? No, I, I the, the the cigars are one thing, I'm not really that concerned about the cigars. At some point, you do have something you have to deliver for the cigar. Event. Remember, you have, you have to be Prometheus. <laughs> what? What does that mean? That's fire. Right, you invented fire, or he was shown how to make fire. You have to, you have to, you're, you're, you're the torch man. You're the pyro. Oh, go, go, go get the torches. Okay, you're gonna get some torches, and you know, take that's care of that piece. That's a, that's on the to do list. Deal, deal. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure your feet will be on the ground. You'll forget about it, but I will be there to remind you, and I have enough time between when I get there and the event to do it myself if need be. <laughs> I usually deliver. You I'm do, asked. almost always, and even here you're delivering because. I was wondering, should I bring 50 cigars, 75 cigars, or 100 cigars? Now I will lean a higher number because you didn't bring yours, which is fine. 100 stoves? I mean, the event has 200 people coming. I'm, I imagine not everyone's going to smoke a cigar, but, you know, I like to be prepared. And the last thing I would want to do is, you know, have somebody who wants to smoke a cigar. and I don't have one for them at a cigar event. Um, I think I had 500 at our first one. And okay. we didn't need those, so I still have some. I've been keeping them fresh. I got the uh, I got the Luca Nation NFT cigars from uh, you know from last time around Martinez Cigar Company in New York. Good stuff. Maybe a little maybe a little shake and bake action. I forgot the cigars, but I bar- brought white sparkle coats. Nice, that's good. That, I like that. You can give out okay. some white sparkle coats. That's that's listen. Panini they are hit or miss bad. though because Panini has provided them for cigar night, but some of them aren't active. So you're kind of in for kind a of bit of a gamble. Active. You know every what? Every single one? Every single one has worked. Oh, wow. The only issue is whatever one you have that wasn't active, people who do redemptions in the hobby tops, you know, Panini, you name it, should stop using round identifiers. Don't do a zero or an O in the code because that's what winds up happening. People think it's a zero. They put in a zero. It's really an O, and it shows up as invalid. Or vice versa, you know, people put in a zero, thinking it's an o, a zero, it's really an O. You can see the difference. Usually, a zero is a little narrower, and you know, the O is completely round. But that ha- that happened to me a couple of times, and then I figured it out. Okay, you got to change that zero to an O, and then it would work. So, if I had a little advice there for people, you know, putting redemption codes in, I know it's all computers, but take that round zero and O out of the equation. Because it- you know, something I was thinking about. Maybe this was under the influence, but <laughs> stay with me. Of what? You know they say matter is is neither created or lost? Yes. It's only changed. But what happens if I throw one of those codes away? And they're not used. I mean, the code's still there. Eventually like, it's, you know, it's it's there. Or like what happens if someone passes away with cash in their pocket? Okay. The cash is still there. It's going to be in their pocket. Until somebody takes it out. I'm not going to go grim because I actually thought about this on the flight. And you I brought cash things, with me. Why is- I, dude, when I fly, I really contemplate my uh, my death every single time. 
like every single touch what you're smoking beforehand you know what i mean like maybe you think i'm the only one do you not contemplate the plane going down i mean you don't have to be high while you're high you know what i mean well, like, you're high. that's you know, so good that's you're definitely doubling down do. and obviously having a negative impact on you you know it's like uh two negatives make a positive two highs and make a new negative so i'd be concerned about it i guess but just what do i do on a plane no i don't contemplate the plane going down i contemplate what movies are available for me to watch for free really that's i mean yeah you don't really contemplate like it's a metal tube flying through the air no dude and i'm about to fly you know in a few hours and i don't definitely want to contemplate it but <laughs> i told you it was grip you, you pulled this kind of stuff out of me let me ask you that's not good did you watch the Pelicans uh, Warriors game last night? I did. Big comeback. Steph is really good. You what know, there shouldn't have been in a twenty-point hole to begin with, but that's you know, both those teams are pretty good. What do you think of Draymond? What do you think of his antics? What do you think of him? What, what do you think he's going to be viewed as historically? Because I was watching, I'm like, this team only goes as far as Draymond does, as well as he plays, and that's with all of that edginess yeah. and. Is how good they're going to be. Any I thoughts? Think the end justifies the means on him. You know what I mean? That ultimately he's going to be viewed as somebody who won championships, and the rest of it is going to be, you know, just part of his story. Um, and they don't win the championships without him. And you could see it in a game like last night. You could see, in, you know, the contributions that he's made to the team. Rodman was a comparison you made. Um, I think it's a great one because people will remember Rodman won championships with two teams, by the way, Pippen and. Jordan both went to different teams and didn't win with a second team. Rodman won championship with the Pistons and won with the with the Bulls. He had antics and he was crazy and he said silly things and he did silly things. He still does. Um, you know, I don't see Draymond going full lunatic like Rodman did after his career and even during, but it's a similar comparison, right? I mean, first things first, the total package of Draymond leads to championships. Um, He's already then, gone full lunatic, though. I mean, I haven't seen him wear a wedding dress yet. Yes, it's not comparable to that, but like punching a team straight in the face you is know? pretty full lunatic. Going and, yeah. and doing a podcast after that is pretty full lunatic. Uh, I mean, you thought that was just one of those things that happens in the locker room. You know, it wasn't it was just something that happens in you know in 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 the heat of the moment. You know, between guys going to battle. So it, and it does, but like. Um, Going full, basically body check into Brandon Ingram, and then turning around and trash talking, it's just he doesn't get a lot of hobby love. And I'm like, man, okay, so I, I, I like I like where my collections at Cage. I really do. I love the cards that I brought with me. But I'm like, a Draymond Green collection would be kind of cool. He's. A I mean, you better be a fan. Guy. You better be. A I fan. am a fan. Uh, because you know, if you're a fan of his, then you know, then that stuff will, you know, it will be fine. I don't anticipate that being anything with any true value down the road, even though he has a bunch of championships. Like I could come up with a lot of a lot of players that are a similar type of, not the skill set, where nothing specifically jumps off the page at you, but they won a lot of championships. They were a key cog on a championship team. Horace Grant, by the way. You know, and obviously it wasn't the same personality in the whole deal, but like Horace Grant was a key part of that team, mm -hmm. that third player on that team that did the dirty work, you know, got the rebounds and, you know, um, but somebody like Horace Grant, nothing on the stat sheet jumped out at you. Similar to, um, you know, to what you get from Draymond. It's he's that third guy. You need it. You wouldn't have won without it, but 
I don't think there's ever really going to be, you know, crazy hobby. Think about how little hobby love there is for Dwayne Wade. I mentioned him in my PWCC episode. And the very next day, Sports Card Nonsense did a whole thing about Dwayne Wade. Um, you know, and now I'll say it again. So here you are. You hear from me. What then you hear say? from them here. What's that? I said I think he's undervalued, and I think he's one of those guys that, you know, won some championships, one on his own, one with LeBron, one without LeBron, might have been the alpha on the team where where they did win with LeBron. Um, and, you know, here's a guy who is a top 50 NBA talent, you know, if not higher, and his cards sell for pennies on the dollar compared to, I mean, compared to LeBron, obviously they should sell for less than LeBron. LeBron has accomplished more, but here's somebody who is – you know, one of the best of a generation. Like if, if we were to say, okay, who were the best players to play in the league in the last five, uh, last 20 years? Is he number two? You know, like people who were drafted in 03 till now, right? Who, who you, Durant, him, LeBron. I mean, who else are you putting in, in, you know, in that equation? Even if you tell me he's top five. Okay, top five. People are paying more money now for the number five draft pick of this year's draft class, let alone the number five player for the last 20 years in the NBA actual success. So to me, that's something that I could see potentially correcting, but I only bring him up because that's something that hasn't corrected. And I'm, I'm saying it should, it might not happen. Really the lesson to be learned there is don't make fetch happen. You know, it's people collect who they collect. They collect the best. They collect the greatest, the ones that are the best. And even if you're top five, the fan base doesn't really, you know, rally to. Co- so, you you love Dwayne Wade and you want to have a collection of Dwayne Wade cards. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You love Draymond Green. You want to have a collection of Draymond Green cards. Great, but realize he's not D Wade, and D Wade doesn't even get the love that he should. The the card. A lot of thoughts come to mind on D Wade because remember we were at the show and we walked around and nobody wanted my D Wade card. Not even yep. interest in yep. it. And it was a gold PSA ten. It was like yeah, a three hundred dollar card. Numbered out of ten. Yeah. I think with him you have to buy the right card. The card that came to mind that I really like. The card that I would probably want to get is you know the Topps Contemporary Collection, but the Gold series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. Looking. I love that series. That card is sick. Yeah, those are cool looking cards. They definitely are. I mean, I don't want to go off on tangent with it, but I understand what you're saying with, with Draymond. And look, the dude could win a championship this year. He, I mean, he could finish with, you know, five, six, seven championships. I mean, you know, he's going to have championships that, you know, that 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 Steph and, and Clay do. But even Clay, you know, Clay's number two, yeah. right? That. I was thinking about this, Cage, because when we say one, two, and three, like that hierarchy. Depends on what, what do you mean by one, two, or three? Because I would actually say Draymond is the one in the sense that this team will only go as far as Draymond. And that if he how well he plays on the offensive end, how well he plays on the defensive end, and specifically how locked in he is. I'm talking about like collectability, stats, you name it, the whole deal, right? So, I mean, Draymond is great, and he might be the most important player on the team. He might be the most valuable to the team. They, you know, and, and we could have a, a, a lengthy conversation about like how far does that team go if you take Draymond out as opposed to if you take Steph out as opposed to if you take Clay out, especially when they had Durant there. You know what they're I mean? So in, they're so inter- – you need all of them. But the thing with Dre is he doesn't have a lot of cards. He's still 2012 Prism, so he has that like a little bit of the set with it. There's a yep. gorgeous black label uh, gold Draymond Green on eBay that I actually messaged the guy about. Just that, I'm, You know, when you see a black label 2012 gold Prism, forget the player. I, 
you're like, where does this person comp that card? Where would you comp that card? You, like, what you do you can, think? You, you can't. You can't. Would you buy it for 10K? Um, I think there's two of them on eBay. Two black label? I don't know. I think there's another gold. I don't know if there's two black labels. There is. One's a BGS 9 with an uh, 8.5 subgrade, and one is literally a black label. So I would tell you, do me a favor. Maybe you could do this on, on Card Ladder or I mean, you know, Becca Collects when it comes out. Maybe we didn't look at it while we're there. But I know if you were to log in and look at Anthony Davis's gold, right? The gold, which is the same kind of thing, right? Rookie year, basically, for Draymond. Rookie year for Anthony Davis. And look at what Anthony Davis has gold so for like a year ago. Yep, right? I have it right here. And it was a, I think it was a six-figure sale or something close to that. And it then it just sold. PSA 9. Yeah, go ahead. 181000 $181,000. Go ahead. March 8th, 2021. A PSA 9, same card, I'm pretty sure. It's just sold for 19000 in December right. 15th. So, so comping those are very difficult and obviously different time period in the hobby, different craziness and, and you know, and insanity going on when that Davis sold for $180,000. He also was healthy and winning a championship and post bubble and who knows what, you know, what was going to happen to him now. You know, he could be the new the Lakers team that's going to win multiple championships and that obviously hasn't happened um, and he can't stay healthy, but it's 19. Would you pay more or less for a Draymond than an Anthony Davis? This is the way you asked me how I'd comp. I know that card just sold recently, so that's how I would kind of comp it. So what's your what's your answer? Would you pay more or less for Draymond than Davis? I wouldn't pay 19 for Dre. I'd pay 10. And I was looking at someone's market today, and it was interesting because this opened my eyes. The Kobe Bryant market is down 75% from highs. And some of their best cards, like some of the most, I would say, iconic cards, like the Tops 138, are down over 80% cage, upwards of 85%. And it was just such an aha moment that it's almost impossible for any of these guys that are living through the junk wax generation to retain the values that they have. If someone that is as revered as Kobe Bryant that's also in a pretty iconic set, like 99 Chrome, uh, 96 Chrome. To hit for his values to be down so much, no one to really be talking about him. It uh, it, it was really an eye opener. So, any final words? I didn't want to kind of do a long episode here today, Cage. Anything that's you know before Mint that you want to say? Keep to it short. I like the Kobe stuff. So, are you going to be looking for Kobe stuff at Mint? Or is it something that you you look for kind of like, you know, on eBay, somebody liquidating still, you can still buy them, you know, cheap? Because I think really what you're saying there, what, what I like to hear is, and even talk about Draymond, right? It's maybe we go in and out of these things, right? It's collecting. Like now you can get back into a Kobe card and not when I bought a Kobe card, remember I bought the, 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 was it the 40th anniversary, not the Chrome, but like the tops one that looks Chrome and doesn't have the greening. And like, all right, well, I'm in this for 10. It just went to 22. You know, what should I do? Yeah. That one, exactly that card. And I'm like, all right, well, I held on to it because I like it. All right. Well, you know, maybe it'll, maybe, oh, it's coming down in value. I don't know what it's at now. You know what I mean? It's probably less than 4K. 10. I'm sure it's, you know, 4k. Yeah. So 4k. The BGS 9.5 is $1,100. That was a $40,000 card in a PSA 10 yeah. of Kobe Bryant. These cards gem at like 0.001%.
it's pretty nuts to see the up and the down. And, you know, we, we had, I mean, on the DPZ show, we had deep value investor on, and he talked about like a bubble in, um, in vintage cards. Um, to me, I think part of what that's based on, if you look at the charts, is that vintage hasn't done yet what modern did. We talked about like leading indicators and lagging indicators and, you know, the, the difference between the sport car market and, re, and you know, real estate and that kind of stuff. But, you know, maybe you can talk about like modern versus vintage. And I guess what he's saying is if you look at charts on ultra modern, look at, you know, even like a Kobe card. You have them here and they're, you know, small up like this and then boom, up. And then they've come all the way down. And basically, if you look at like the pre-COVID prices of him, and the post-COVID prices, they're kind of matching up now. Which means, all right, we're back down to some semblance of normalcy, and you know now is a safer time to buy. Whereas the vintage stuff is still up three, four, five x, and hasn't come down fully the way that you know some of these other cards have. Mike Trout cards have come all the way back down, that kind of stuff. So I would. Here's where I've kind of drawn a, draw a delineation. So there are cards with like a fifty pop or less, twenty five pop or less that are sort of collector cards. We'll put them aside. But for base cards or for cards with just significant pop, and I'm putting the Jordan Fleer in this card, in this category as well. What my opinion, what drives those cards, card prices specifically, is low interest rates, cheap money, and low credit card debt. And I actually don't think that that bubble has burst. I think what we're seeing is credit card debt is skyrocketing. And I'm interested to see, and I think a lot of people are interested to see who watch Economy. What will happen with, with rates the rest of the year? Because if they Fed reverses course and they mentioned that they might, I do think if, if rates go from four to two back to two percent, that's actually a really positive thing for cards. Okay. Yeah. I think I think that movement down would be would be would be good. It'd be good for a lot of things. I what mean else? I mean, somebody bought a house in my neighborhood be good for inflation? about eight months ago when the mortgage rates were like four, four and a half, and they didn't buy it to live in it. They bought it because they were trying to flip it. It was an old house. One of my neighbors, you could see the house. It's like, you know, behind ours. And, you know, Stanley passed away. And, you know, the house hadn't had anything done in it since like the 70s. I was thinking about buying it and making it like a 70s Airbnb. It looked like the Brady Bunch's house. Was, the whole thing was the bathrooms are carpeted. You know what I mean? It was weird. Just, yeah, I'm telling you, it was, there was a carpet everywhere. It was like they could have, if they would have carpeted the ceilings, if they could have, it was just carpet everywhere. It would look like they hadn't done anything in the place for 50 years. And of course, somebody bought it cheap because a lot of work had to be done. And I could see them in the house at night, like basically flipping it, turning it over, you know, like ripping down everything, dumpsters all over the place, trying to flip a house. And they spent a couple of months on it and put it on the market. The difference is, Rates are seven now. People are able to buy less house. So the timing is not so great there. They still got a nice offer on it and the whole deal. So it works out. But I'm sure there are people who didn't. And they, even though the nice offer, I'm sure they put a lot of money in turning it around, whereas they, they, can, they can potentially be underwater on it. Um, if, the, if the rates come down, people are actually able to get mortgages for more house. It costs them the same money on a monthly payment. So. So there's two types of underwater. There's realized and unrealized, right? Like there's cards you're sitting on that you know you're underwater, but you're like, well, I don't have to sell it, right? Yeah, 100%. Or you're, there's a house Plenty that you uh, – any of them, right? So there's yeah, unrealized I, losses I, and gains. Like half and my PC. <laughs> there you go. I, there's realized losses and gains and unrealized losses and gains. I'm interested to see if 
interest rates reverse course, I actually think we see a supply shock where people are like, now I have to at least use this opportunity to realize my losses. Yeah. I think that's probably right. And I think we're like, maybe they missed that opportunity last time. And, it, and okay, this might be a temporary window and rates go back up. I would have missed my opportunity. So I think you're probably right. I think what we're going to see here at Mint is very little buying, a little bit of hesitancy, but a lot of demand and a lot of positive uh, tailwinds for the industry. So I think the industry is going full steam ahead. I mean, that, that Michael Rubin quote uh, clip got picked up by ESPN. It got posted everywhere. Yeah, so. Sure. It, it, cards are becoming synonymous with sports and fandom. Amazing yep. thing. Yep. Card prices are much more intertwined with the economy. And I think we're going to be seeing two things. I think we're going to be seeing more first-time buyers entering yep. into the hobby. But I also think we're going to be seeing a difficult economic situation for card prices. And it's really interesting to see how these two factors we'll – Tango and dance with each other. We'll see. I'm just excited to go out to Mint and see, you know, kind of like the energy, right? And see if people are excited and, you know, people are buying, people are trading, you know, it, it's fun there. So excited. If you're listening to this and you're coming to Mint, make sure you tap us on the shoulder, say hello. Andrew's a big star. He might not like that, but me, tap me on the shoulder, say hi. Andrew's giving out Panini White Sparkle cards. It's, it's a garden, not just random. I'm not giving shit for shit. Um, Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll probably go live at like 3.45. It's just going to be like a series of like 15-minute interviews in between the guests. Cage and I will probably like chop and stuff. Yep. Uh, tune in. We'll, we'll, we'll post it on YouTube so you could hit the reminder Let's button. Let's try on. There's a big announcement. Maybe they'll drop it on our YouTube live. With nearly 40 years as the most trusted resource for collectors, dating back to the first Beckett magazine in 1984, Beckett has been the brand that bridges generations of the hobby. We're happy to be partnering with Beckett and look forward to keeping you all updated on the big things happening at the company in 2023. Beckett, it's the name you know and the name you can trust.